You are listening to the weekly Great Governance podcast hosted by Dr. Harlan. So why do we do what we do? We are on a mission to find and voice the hidden stories of excellence in local government so that others are motivated to lead and transform communities. We share information and profile local government practitioners and active citizens who are ethically leading change and innovation in communities and showcase this on our various digital media platforms. Meet the man of principle, medical doctor Ntotuko Mashlaba, executive mayor of the Newcastle municipality in KZN. Dr. Mayor, and that's got a nice ring to it. Why would a medical doctor be interested in politics? And how did you get into local government politics in KZN? Thank you very much, Dr. Klute, and thanks for the question. One, it's been my upbringing from my days in high school to university. I was involved in student politics and also whilst working for government at the hospital involved with unions. So that is how I was attracted to politics. Where the question why in particular local government, I think that is one sphere where we for a long time has been neglected where just anyone could just be sent there just because they are popular. Then that is where also you need people who can strengthen that interaction between communities and government. So being a medical doctor, isn't that more fun than politics? I mean, there is no factions in medicine. There's just patients that you have to take care of. What drives you, Maya, is what I want to try and get to. No, it's my interest in changing. You see, yeah, I know also in medicine, every day you see a patient, they come to you in pain and then immediately after you treat them, they go out smiling. Always make an example with a pregnant woman. They come up when they are in labor with severe pains, but when they leave, uh, they leave with a smile because they are living with a baby. With uh, politics, I understand what you are saying. It's very much a training on that part, but we need also people who are capable of changing the lives of the ordinary citizens of our people. As I said, that local government is one area where there is a close contact with the communities. Every day you deal with bread and butter issues. I will make an example. Even if you know there is a problem with the school, they will come to the municipality. They don't understand that they need to go to the Department of Education. So that on its own, being able to change the living conditions of our people and providing them with houses, with good, clean and healthy water, sanitation infrastructure, all of that, and electrifying their houses. That also, when you see them smiling, to me, that's a motivation that one should continue to serve. Mm. And Maya, how long have you been Maya of the Newcastle Municipality? Since 2019. We would say this is your first time as Maya? Yes. Okay. Now, one of the intricacies of politics, you know, and they say local government is highly politicized. The office of the MM is the accounting office and, and you are the executive mayor. How do you balance this and not get into one another's lane? No, the most important part is that uh, when we work, we need to understand each other's role and it's clearly defined in terms of structures, act and systems act. 
how one should conduct themselves. And um, in as much as uh, the municipal manager reports to me, but uh, he still has to take charge of all the administrative decisions. And uh, we need to understand that and respect those two acts because they clearly guide us as to how one should conduct himself or herself. So there is space, you know, for each to do his own thing, but there's a level of accountability, you would say? Yes, there is level of accountability, but it must be professionalized. That is why, you see, I always say you must always get the best amongst the professionals to need because if you get weak officials, most of the time they would fail to make proper decisions decisions which are in the proper interest of government. You see, people who on daily basis must make sure that the municipality survives is official. We as politicians play an oversight role and um, that is how we have kept it and we respect that. That is why there is a healthy relationship. Okay, but surely, May, if you look at this, any relationship has got challenges. What would you say have been some of the challenges of being first time, Mayor? Working in administration, you know, that have been there like since forever. What are some of the frustrations of co-managing or co-leading the municipality? You see, from our side as politicians, one things to be done now. But sometimes we forget that there are processes that need to be followed uh, in terms of uh, implementing decisions. That will can cause some frustration. But as long as we respect what each other's role is, and uh, we are able to also time and again consult each other in terms of the decisions that need to be made. But one of the frustrations is when uh, you call MMY is that uh, there is a slow pace in terms of maybe building a road, installing that, and the MM will also go to his uh, HOTs or the deputy city managers. Some of them will find that they are sleeping on duty, but um, with a good understanding and proper communication, we are able to navigate through that. How do you balance the needs of the caucus and the needs of the administration? I mean, sometimes I'm sure you are caught in the middle of it all. How do you balance that tension between the caucus and the administration? Yes, sometimes there is, but um, you see, what I've learned is that as the President Mandela said, that uh, if you change your decision based on who you are facing, then you are not a man of principle. We, we must stick with the principle and be able to speak the truth even to caucuses and also the officials, because you need to balance uh, the two. Fortunately for me, I happen also to be the chair of the African National Congress in the region. And um, leading the caucus has not been uh, very difficult for me. But um, there are times where you really see that uh, if we are not managing things properly, we can have a caucus taking a position which will make the officials to take wrong decisions. But so far, we've been managing to deal with that. So, Maya, the office of the AG speaks about ethical leadership, you know, and uh, is at the heart of change. How is ethical and accountable leadership understood and practiced in your municipality? Let me start with the second one, accountability. We've made sure that uh, in terms of accountability, because sometimes it goes hand in hand with consequence management. We've intensified that without any fear or favor. Or regardless of whether a person belongs to which political party, we've managed to do that very well. We've always believed that if we stick to the prescripts of the law, that will deliver us to much more ethical leadership. 
So that is what has been guiding us. So far, we've tried our best and uh, we've tried to make sure that things are done procedurally, are done according to the book. Because at the end of the day, if we don't do that, we will end up having or destroying our officials and also end up also as a politician getting into trouble. So that is how we've been dealing with it. Maya, you know, one of the problems is that the confidence in local government is so low. What must be done to restore the faith of communities in local government? I mean, it has been 20 years of local government, and yet some of the communities have basically not received what was promised. Why should I go and vote if the political parties just promise, promise, and there's no delivery? One, if you can visit Newcastle, you'll see that there is a lot of change. But I think you're asking your question broadly about local government. Yes. The challenge has been lack of accountability and low work ethic, but also, as I said, accountability goes hand in hand with the consequence management. Because you can't have an allocation of a grant to build the roads and then you sit on it, you don't do anything until the money is taken away from municipalities. Because municipalities get grants, get their equitable share. Those monies should be used to the best interest of the communities. Then we should be honest to our communities when we meet with them that not everything will be done in one day. But sometimes politicians will go on the podium and say, no, we will deliver this and that. And when the time comes, communities will then go on the street because you promise them what you don't have the capacity to deliver at that particular point. Because everything that you are able to deliver is something that you'll find within the budget. If it's not in the budget, you can't deliver it. But Maya, communities are becoming restless, you know, and that's why we see this spontaneous where communities are being overpromised and local government underdelivers. You say it's a different case in Newcastle. You guys are delivering. Yes, we are delivering. We have many projects on the ground, and but I also can confirm that most of them we are finishing them within the financial of a particular financial year or a specified period of that project. Because what also causes problems is that then we let contractors to run at their own pace. They also end up exhausting even the budget and then they want to exit the construction site without completing the project, which lead to the municipality incurring a serious uh, cost. But if mm. we start from the beginning and monitor them closely, make sure that there is accountability in terms of how far they've worked when the payment certificates are signed, they are in line with the work that they've done. That will assist in terms of completing projects on time. Obviously, the more you deliver, the more the demand will be from the communities. Because they would say, but you were able to build 500 houses there. Mm -hmm. We need houses this side. The best thing to do is proper communication, explaining to them how the process will take place, when and how you are going to deliver whatever infrastructure is needed by them. But as I said, the more you deliver, Maya, just one question. How did you keep the corruption devil away from the door? How have you dealt with corruption because that devil runs around everywhere? It's to intensify uh, consequence management and act mm. without any fear or favor. What does it mean in your municipality? 
It means if you find a person wrong, take necessary action. If it needs a person goes to a disciplinary committee and then the fate is determined whether the person is expelled or not, let it be. In our, in our case, there used to be a municipal manager who was found to have committed serious, serious uh, fraud. As soon as I came in as a mayor, we dealt with that matter. He was expelled and um, also had another senior official who happened to also, unfortunately, unfortunately, comes from my party. But we did not take that uh, because they belong to my party. Therefore, we cannot act against them. We acted, and as it is, both of them were expelled. Not only them. But there was also another the staff of ours worked in salaries. She was overpaying herself using different bank accounts. We reported the matter. The matter went to court. She was found guilty and she has to pay all the money back to the municipality. So it's all about consequence management and intensifying it. And a zero tolerance for corruption. Very true. Maya, just one thing. Am I correct to say that you have not received a clean audit, your municipality? Am I right? No, we haven't. You haven't. So is this a goal of yours and what is the plan? Because I'm sure municipality would like a clean order. Yeah, it's our goal. We are working on it. Unfortunately, these things take time because we need to deal with systems first, deal with the also operational matters, which may be the cause. Some of the things are historical matters, which will deal with it over time. But uh, that's our goal and I'm sure that it's not a far-fetched goal, it's something that is achievable. So if we a year from now talk to you, hopefully next year when the new report comes out, Newcastle will be one of the leading municipalities with a clean order. Not next year. I don't want to lie to you because um, there are historical things that you change mm. over time. Maybe mm. in two years from now, we'll be able to get there. But every year, the audit outcomes are improving Wonderful, wonderful, Maya. Maya, have you dealt with racism in your administration? Fortunately for us, there hasn't been incidents of racism, mm. except in one of the entities that we are shareholder in as a respond to together water. But we've dealt with that. There was an investigation. We dealt with it. We are busy processing, taking disciplinary action. But within the municipality itself, Fortunately, or fortunately, there hasn't been any reports of uh, racism. Final question, Mayor. You know, I've never been to Newcastle. What is your town famous for? And why should people listening to this podcast visit Newcastle? Newcastle is one of those peaceful towns, strategically situated between Johannesburg, Umalanga Free State, Durban. It's one of the third largest towns in the KZN. We have a many areas that are interesting in Newcastle, including um, our um, places called uh, Mosfet, which is around the area called Lumadin, where you only find the indigenous plants which are only found here. There's also our historical Amatuba forest. And we are a town that open to investment. We every day work hard to make sure that we keep the investors happy. We are in the process also officially opening our airport so that we can have flights that will connect the entire, not only Newcastle, but the entire northern Wazul Natal with the entire country and the world. Just a final question, Mayor. I know I said a final question, but let me do another final final. It's election season. Are you running for Mayor again? That uh, 
depends on what the ANC says because we still it's deployment from the ANC and that uh, I respect that their decision is final. Yeah, but Mayor, surely you want to be Mayor. You've started in 2019. It's been two years, so surely you want to complete this work that you started, isn't it right? Oh, it depends on what the party says. Uh, <laughs> as I said, uh, I'm a medical doctor. That's my primary passion. Yes, I enjoy uh, also treating patients. Okay, but all the best, Mayor. And uh, uh, in Afrikaans, we say stärker. To the amazing and talented Great Governance Team, audio engineer Bandila Kosa, the voice Mpumilali, and producer Al Ontong, respect and love. Keep the faith and let's work to make South Africa great, right where we are. If you loved what you heard, subscribe to our Great Governance podcast that is available free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And of course, also on our HRD Governance Facebook page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Listen to learn.